Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one goth. How are we doing today, guys? Feeling good. We are doing great because this is a very gothy episode. It's very gothy. I know. Billy was very excited when he kind of like found the theme of what it was going to be today. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody is going to be in for a little bit of a treat. Yes. It's going to be very fun. Um, I'm personally still uh, reeling from a four-day hangover from my birthday. How about you, Alexis? That was, I felt really bad when we got back and my voice still hasn't fully recovered yet. Um, yeah. More gruff than usual. Same here. But yeah. That was a, that was a weekend. That was a, I probably drank 10 bottles of wine by myself. I know. I do need to give a <laughs> shout out to uh, the amazing place that we stayed at the Joy in Salem, Oregon. It was this beautiful house that was on a vineyard. We had so much fun. We drank all their wine. Lytle Barnett has like the best sparkling wine I've ever had in my life. We had just a time. We had a time. We had a time. I and Jared's like, I'm never drinking wine again. And I had a glass of wine last night. So I, I will have wine right now. I know. <laughs> I never get sick of it. No. B- Billy, do you ever drink wine? I'll drink white wine. I'm allergic to red wine. Oh, oh yes, I knew that. Yes, oh, I would the love to see and everything. It's it's the absolute worst thing for me. Yeah. Ugh, it Number is. One. Yeah, but I do. Uh, I enjoy it. I like. I like the whole. I like the presentation of it. I like the, the the pomposity of it. I like all that, but it's just it's just uh, it's not my my thing. But mm. a nice a nice white wine, a nice crisp, dry Ooh. ripe wine. Oh yes, get in there. a nice but yeah. But I know it's just like red wine is so gothy too, and I can't drink red wine. It's just, I know. I've seen him have an Aperol spritz, so I know he's down for a sparkling wine. I will do an Aperol spritz, yeah. And I'm drinking Coors Banquet beer right now, which is probably the least gothy thing. Although Banquet <laughs> seems fuck, like a goth I don't fuck type with Coors. I got, shunned, I got shunned once because someone thought I ordered a Coors when I didn't. Yes. And I'm traumatized <laughs> by Coors Light. I love a Coors this is, Light. This is nope. Coors Banquet beer. This is the original, the Banquet no, beer. I told the story. I went to a fancy brewery and I ordered an orange wine, but I had a mask on and they thought I said Coors Light. And they're like, mm-hmm. you're in the wrong place. And I was like, <laughs> uh, it was the most pretentious thing. I was like, I said orange wine. It's on your menu. He's Listen, like, oh my God, a, I'm so sorry. Living a highbrow, lowbrow life. That's all, you know. That's what you have to do. Honestly, that's the only it's, way we can live, guys. It's so. all about balance. Um, yeah. Do we have any housekeeping today? Other than uh, to join our Patreon because the content's getting better and better? No. 
the content is getting better and better. Oh, you know what we should talk about is, I don't know if you have it on you, but the number that we have made for all of our listeners to call in there on the stands, because we have gotten so, so many people talking about it that we thought we would make an extra Patreon episode about all of your on the stands. And you can tell us why you feel so strongly about them. And we can kind of let you know our opinion. Do you have that number on you, Lex? Oh, it's interesting. I do happen to have it. Oh, do you? Right in front of me. Um, so the number to call, I know we promised vanity numbers. We're working on it. Um, oh, believe me, can- I tried. Anytime we have a number, by the way, I try to figure out if it could be a vanity number. It was oh. almost ghost, but we couldn't. Oh, really? I know. Listen, a we'll, GH, we'll change like, them at some point once the workload <laughs> levels off. I mean, it's just not a priority for me at the moment. That's okay. But I looked through the numbers, and this was the easiest one I could find. 818-446-6889. That Call is, us. Oh, yes. Oh, that was going to repeat. One more time. One more time. We're gonna, and we're going to start putting them in the show notes, so yeah. you'll have both numbers. But it's 818-446-6889. <laughs> um, you're going to start telling us what you're prosecuting or defending to our faces. And we want to, um, we want to come to a conclusion right in real time. That's right. I can't wait to see what people are pissed about for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, such trivial things sometimes, but in a yeah. good way, like it's in very uh, Seinfeld, like the minutia yes. of life. Like, and, and that's exactly what, you know what? I'm warming up a little bit to on the stand because on the stand very much is Seinfeld. Seinfeld has given us so much joy and gotten me so much out of darkness. And it's originally started with like the price of gum at a bodega. That's originally how the thing started. I know. It's it's like, that is really what on the stand is. So ladies, I know I've given on the stand a lot of, a lot of guff, but I can't believe this is popular segment. (laughs) (laughs) He's been forced to like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm so glad for you, Billy. Well, um, what day is it today? All right, today's dark day, May 26th and 1897. Let's go goth because Dracula was published. Wow. Uh, Dracula is a novel by Bram Stoker. It's published in 1897. And it's a narrative. It's related through like letters and diaries. It was really kind of transformative for the time period. And he actually had 100 pages of notes that was all about trans Transylvanian folklore and history. And... You know what happens in the um, in the in the novel is that a dude goes on a business trip as you do to hmm. stay at a castle. He oh. meets Count Dracula, and then uh, he discovers that Count Dracula is a vampire. And then the count moves to England, and then starts messing around with the seaside town of Whitby. And then a small group led by Van Helsing hunts Dracula down, and in the end, kills him. Now, the you know there is a lot of controversy over. Who was the inspiration for Dracula? And a lot of people point to two very famous vampire-adjacent type people, which is Vlad the Impaler and the Countess Elizabeth Bathory. And we are going to be talking about those two, as well as other um, people in True Crime Rewind. But we are also going to get into some vampire stuff in True Crime in real time. So I'm just going to segue into that. Oh, yes. Modern-day vampire stuff here for it. Yes. So... There is actually a New Orleans Vampire Association because if you're in, oh my gosh. New I want to join. Frankly, yeah. you, I, I want to in on those mixers. Like I want to go. <laughs> the people watching, the the like story swapping, the hobbies. Like I want to know all about what they're doing. Okay, the New Orleans Vampire Association. It has a website. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go to right now. Where do you think mm-hmm. I got the definition of what a true modern-day vampire is? Oh. <laughs> the website um, kind of looks a little janky. It's okay. It's a little janky. It's a little, They're antiquated. Little... They're vampires. They go, yeah, you know, exactly. They, they, they don't care. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't even care operate time. during business hours. There is no hours. such thing as time. They don't yeah. operate okay. during business hours. Like, exactly. they can't hire a web designer because they're, like, working at night. That's yes. true. Okay. So they sure. define vampirism. And remember, like, if there's any city really in the world other than, you know, like Transylvania as a country that is about vampires, it is New Orleans. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with Anne Rice and, and all the vampire books. But they define vampirism as a phys- physiological condition where the person who has it is lacking the ability to create specific energies needed to get through daily events, like getting up out of bed, getting dressed, and going to work. Hard, hard, hard. Just, I know. That just sounds, like a, sounds yeah. like a person in 2022. Yes. Now, there are different types of vampires. Some drink blood, mm. and some are, other, some are harder to describe. Ooh. But, Ooh what does that what mean? What kind they of vampire that, am say I? Vampire, wait, wait, yeah. wait. We're each of if we're all our own vampire, right? Where do we suck our energy from? Like, what what is it? I was gonna say Billy sucks the energy out of Alexis. <laughs> that is true. You know what? Yes. What do I pull energy from? Maybe mm. wine. Frankly, like I wine. was energized yeah. all weekend. <laughs> wine, sparkling apérol spritz. Like mm-hmm. a... honestly, the bars in Vegas. She definitely pulled a lot of energy. Honestly, from. yeah. I love to party. I'm learning that. Like I can go if there's a party. Like I can rally. I think I just love. Same. I love she to party, Andrew, yeah. and I love she social interaction. I, yeah. I think of all of us, I'm the most extroverted. Yeah, and I, I love people. I love to entertain. I love meeting new people. Like I think I'm like a social vampire. I, but not like in a bad way. Cause usually if you're a vampire, you're like sucking it out of something else, mm-hmm. but you're also injecting yes. your like energy into the party. Yes. Now, now, okay. As well. Now, what about Jack though? Jack, what are you, what are you sucking the energy out of? Jared maybe? Yes. <laughs> a Jared vampire. I have like my own personal victim with me all of the time that I can you do, just You like, have a ginger that you can easily like honestly, turn to though, and be like, about, a soul is ginger. Yeah. It's, it's all about perspective though, because the the right romantic partner is meant to energize you. I don't even think yeah. he'd be offended to hear this. I'd be, he'd be like, I'm glad to give you this lifeblood. Let's bring this energy up. And yes. Jared would like be a Hufflepuff, you know, happy to sacrifice his, even if it drained him, he'd do it. Absolutely. No, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> he, would be, he would love to. Yeah, that's what I need. I just need him with me all the time. Just it, anytime I need like a little bit of a little suck of energy, like he's right there. Yep, little hit, a little hit. Yeah. Love little, it. He's like your vape. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, vampire vape. Anyways, yeah. Billy, yes. I'm glad that we figured our, this out for ourselves. We, we, we did and, figure and this out. Everyone in the Facebook group, what are yours? Yeah. What are you? Yes. What we want to know what you suck out the energy we'll out of. We'll start a master master post because yes. I would love to see what, mm-hmm. what's keeping everyone going. Because you know it's weird times, and we all need hey. a. We need to suckle off something to stay. Yeah. And by the way, it's your vice, you know, concerning totally. the Facebook group, we, you know, we know that like the hardcore fans listen to killing time. I looked at the Facebook group analytics for the first time ever. The fact that we've got 12,500 Facebook fans and 11,000 of you interacted with a piece of content over the past 30 days is, let me tell you something from someone that was a digital executive is freaking insane. So thank you so much. There's 50 posts per day I that can't. are up and people are interacting and commenting. It's nuts. I just can't believe you've been so active in this Facebook group. 
You don't want to are you even, scenes, okay? Are you even in the Facebook group, Billy? <laughs> I feel like every My time God. somebody tries to tag you, it's like shows that little X that he's not in there. Jack, you're I'm the one who's there. got like 10,000 fake Facebook profiles. So when people try to tag you, they can't, they don't know which one is the real you. <laughs> but I'm the only Jack in the Facebook group. They're just mm. trying to tag all these people that tried to like cosplay me 10 years ago. <laughs> Mm, oh my elusive. god i'm totally gonna cosplay jack can we do that yeah you i'm should. doing that on, i'm doing that at warp tour this, you need to this, wear a uh, bodysuit or a crop top otherwise it's not gonna work oh, you I'm gotta, to, you gotta I, cosplay old me that's the no, i'm gonna, no do fun the, I'm gonna have now. the cupcake it's gonna be great yeah, okay. yeah, yeah so so um the case that i was talking about so there was a musician who it, it's a horrible story who brutally uh bludgeoned an 18 year old girl in england named bobby ann mcleod with a claw hammer he was obsessed and this is the thing that we try to stop in true crime. He was obsessed with 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 serial killers like Bundy. And they went through his all of his Google searches, and he had done a ton of Google searches about serial killers. Now, uh, without the serial killers, would he have killed somebody? Probably, because he was so fucked up. But, you know, this is one of the things that happens. And he, you look at his picture, it's a freaking good-looking guy, but he was just so fucked up. He did searches for Ted Bundy. Joseph D'Angelo, the Golden State serial killer, Andrew Ticatillo, who is the uh, the Russian Reaper, Fred West, uh, Tommy Lincells, you know, a lot of them. But he also did a search for the vampire of Sacramento. And that is one of the things that we're going to be talking about in True Crime Rewind are these killers, and we're not glorifying them, but these killers that think they're vampires, but they're not. And um, anyway, so that's what we're going to do in True Crime Rewind. Look at the actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there's velvet wallpaper. It's a weird. No, there's a, like look at look at the ceiling. If you look at the ceiling, it's all gold right there. It's it's just not. What is that weird floating closet behind? It's just like a whole thing isn't. Is that where you there's sleep? A weird is that your coffin bookshelf. for night? Is that your coffin for daytime? Do you know that there's for actually daytime? a. There is actually a a uh, like a it's almost like a sleeper car on the other side of of this room that has like a small mattress in it where I do take naps sometimes because it's so cool in this room. That is like, so literally cool. Weird. It sounds like it smells. We've bad. also been to your house and you've never said. I'm actually no. Think I you don't, might be I, lying. No. It's like I, his, it's I his, don't pan- because I don't, it's his panic room. He doesn't uh, want to yeah, show anybody. I yeah, I don't. I don't tell you guys things. What if you guys are going to figure out to attack me? Yeah, that's true. Like, you know what? Mm. We're going to need to kill Billy. We're too apt to kill Billy. Yeah, there's yeah, no. Yeah, we don't. We don't have the energy for that. I don't want to drive that far. You know, it's exactly. in, in traffic. Wait like, a minute, it's, it's not half, worth it's, it for it's me. Halfway through the halfway to the valley. No, yeah, you're I'm in the valley. Right. It's not worth it for me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're going to talk about vampires later in the show. Again, yeah. you know, vampire theme. But until then, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay. Welcome to On the Stand. We're each bringing person, place, thing, or idea to the stand, either prosecuting it or, or defending it. Stating our case, we vote if it's guilty or not guilty, and then we bring it to you, all of our lovely listeners on Instagram. So, Billy, you said that you had one I do. rip and raring, ready to go. You go first. I am going first, and I am putting on the stand, releasing shows weekly on streamers as opposed to releasing them all at once. Okay. And I love the anticipation. I love the fact that if you have an eight-episode uh, series, you're releasing it once per week. And everybody gets pissed at that because everybody wants to binge it. 
but it's the way that I grew up. It's the way that everybody should be. It builds up anticipation. It builds up people talking about it. That's what I'm putting on the stand, releasing episodes all at once. I'm saying that's guilty. It shouldn't happen. Okay. I will agree with this because as an example, recently Severance came out and I was trying to like get everybody to watch Severance because it was so fucking good. And by the time anybody started watching it, we were all at different parts of the show that we couldn't really talk about it until everybody was finished Mm -hmm. with it. I love the idea of a weekly release of a show. That's how lost my favorite show was. And people were so into it, going on forums, looking at conspiracy theories, chatting about like what they thought was going on. I think it builds so much better of a community Mm -hmm. around a show and you're really able to like dive into it and, you know, get your, get your thoughts and your like i don't know get everything yeah. out i think it's a it's a great way to watch a show so i wish that more shows would actually come out with weekly episodes what about you lex Ugh, i'm so conflicted i'm so conflicted because i learned i listened to a podcast that talks about happiness and all the psychi- psychologists that study happiness and the key to happiness apparently is delayed gratification yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I talk about this a lot where because then I started reading about it once I heard that podcast. I was like, that's fascinating. And it's true. That being said, though, I like with having ADD so severely, I will start a show and not not finish it um, in a timely way where, you know, like the positive aspect of that, Jack, that you referenced, I still would be behind because I would be like, hey, I got a new show. Yeah. So I can sometimes b- binge a whole show in one day because I'm like, got the focus for it that day and I, whatever. So I'm conflicted, but I will, I'm going to go with the science because uh, delayed gratification is the key to happiness according to nine out of 10 doctors. <laughs> so, uh, wait, were you, pros- you're defending, defending. Right. No, pro- I, I'm pro- prosec- I, no, I was actually putting them because I, I was being the evil judge where I was putting on trial, putting them all at once. And I'm saying, that's yeah, guilty. he's prosecuting okay, so like guilty. a bingeable show. That's guilty. Gu- bingeable guilty. Show. Also, and I like another part of that, too. It just makes these amazing TV shows kind of feel like a flash in the pan. Like even if you think about Squid Game, Absolutely. which was like the most watched show and one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. It was kind of like the most talked about thing for like a week. And then it was over because it was six episodes. Build Everybody finished it, it in a day or two. Exactly. Imagine if Squid Game came out weekly and you watched that first fucking episode and it was one of the most shocking, insane things you've ever seen in your entire life. And you had to wait a full week and you got to talk about it with all of your friends mm-hmm. and like wonder what's going to happen next like i think that that anticipation would have been yes. so phenomenal for especially that show in particular yeah storytelling yeah. should be social and it, it, it was built in like that it was built in to be you know that's what they call about water cooler shows and everything yeah and it's the fact that and i think i think you know and netflix is the one that introduced this and i think they're learning and they are going to you know as netflix goes through their their stuff they're learning to say like you know what maybe this is something that we need to do because i think a lot of people were just like all right you know what i watch that and that's it and then they don't go on then they they, they might not go on netflix it brings you it, it makes sense from a business perspective too because it brings you back brings to the back. platform every week you're right it might I mean, not they've... work it might not work with netflix and Trust me, they've done the market research. You know, they, they're not doing it blindly. It, that might not work for Netflix. But they have started doing, especially with like uh, like the circle and the ultimatum mm-hmm. and stuff, they've kind of, they've put it into two-week mm-hmm. blocks. They had all the episodes, but they're like episodes one through six, then seven through 10 or whatever. Yeah. But you're right. Like, I mean, it would, 
it just gets, keeps people talking for longer. Yeah, that's what you got to do. And that's I how agree. you get forums. You got people. So guilty. Yeah. Boom. I agree. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go next. Okay. Um, this week, I'm putting a word on the stand. And the Ooh. word is moist. Alexis, were you there with us when we were talking about moist this weekend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had a whole discussion about moist. And if people thought it was gross, why that they thought it was gross. Um, I think it is the most disgusting word in the human language. What were your thoughts about moist, Alexis? Well, I think explicitly I said, yeah, because moisture causes mildew. Yeah. And that's, and I feel like we've talked about this before, but let's definitely put our flag in, in a decision right now. Um, I don't have a problem with moist. I have a problem with, uh, what, what moisture truly does, which is cause mold and black mold sometimes. <laughs> okay. And an untreated moisture, any, any host of problems could arise, whether that's personal hygiene, whether that's, uh, curtains, whether that's in Miami humidity without AC, uh, moisture is like rot, you know? Um, uh-huh. and I see s- all sorts of issues for it. I now agree. The, Let's get rid of the word. The reason why I ha- hate moist has nothing to do with that. The reason why I don't like the word moist is it reminds me of like bodily fluids. I hate bodily fluids. I think they're disgusting. And that's like the connotation that All I have. All of them? Yes. Like I don't spit? Like, spit is might be the worst. <laughs> I would prefer some of the grosser ones over like I have a weird aversion to spit, especially spit on skin. Like I think it is so fucking disgusting. I don't... Bleh. It might be a little bit of a phobia. What happened to you? I got to talk to your parents. I don't know. <laughs> it like, it grosses me out in like ungodly ways, but spit is moist. Sure. But I, I, I looked at an uh, article about why people hate the word moist. And a lot of people thought it was because of the way that it sounds, but then they compared it to like hoist or I don't know what another word is. And obviously that Choiced? doesn't have this choice. Uh, doesn't have the same like visceral reaction as moist does for people. So I hoist, think it, hoist, hoist. <laughs> yes. So that's that is why I hate the word moist. I think it's disgusting. It reminds me of like yucky things going on in a body. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Billy? You know, I think this is a generational thing because the word moist was introduced to my generation, the Gen X generation, on commercials for cake. Yes. Now. Back back in the you know like early eighties, if your mother made a cake, it was freaking amazing. It was like you know it's just like oh my god to make a cake. So there was there was Duncan Hines and there was Betty Crocker. They would be commercials, and the commercials were all about how moist the cake was. Mm. So Betty Crocker had a super moist cake commercial. Like what else and are you going to call it? Wet cake? That's not good. Yeah. It's got to be a little wet. Exactly. There's no other and word Duncan for Hines a little. Be like, this is the, there is no other word for a little this bit is, wet. This is the moistest Unless cake you go ever. Damp, damp cake, <laughs> or dank, or like a supple cake. Dank. This is the most damp supple cake you've ever had. Or saturated. Yes. What do you say about the air when it's wet? Squishy, hum- like humid, cake. humid cake. Yeah, humid. Yeah. So that's the reason why moist, dense, dense. Might no dense moist cake? is different that's, than dense. That's you know, yeah. that, more about like that's like a flourless, uh, you know, chocolate yeah. cake or whatever. That's this yeah, is like a that's moist. The, that's cake. the physics of the cake. Yeah. Yes. So like when we would hear that, it was just like, oh my God, like that was like, remember, I grew up in a time when you couldn't get pudding in like a, like a, like a snack pack. Like your mother made the freaking pudding. Like that's the only way you would make pudding. There was no snack packs until like 1983 or something like that. Yeah. So, so like, you know, like a moist cake would be like, you'd watch it and go, oh yeah, that's it. So 
whether okay. you know, obviously it it moved on to weird sexual connotations or whatever, but for my generation, we're we have a positive uh, uh, reaction to the word moist. This I have one more. I have one more pop culture reference that Jack will have disdain for, but I think some listeners will appreciate it. There's a Friends moist reference mm. where um, Ross uh, makes a Thanksgiving Day leftover sandwich, mm. and he has this thing where he makes a sandwich where it's a three. Three pieces of bread. The third piece of bread he soaks in gravy and puts it in mm. the middle okay. and calls it a moist maker. Ew. It's a sandwich with a moist maker. So it's his turkey sandwich with all the stuffing and the things. And in the middle, it's a it's a gravy-soaked bread. It's a moist maker. And then someone – he brings it to work. It's his favorite meal of the day, of, of, the, of the year, of his life. Someone eats and steals his sandwich, and he has a nervous breakdown. Okay. Um, so that moist maker sounds delicious to me, but that's the only exception. Because like a gravy-soaked bread sounds fucking great. That sounds it, Yeah, it's almost like that. a French toast before it is toasted. <laughs> Imagine if you toasted it. That is... And wow. put an egg on it or something, or more wow. turkey. Like the mm. whole thing, this okay. Thanksgiving. Whole we got to come up good. with a different right. name. I can't do the moist maker toast, toast or something like Let's that. Let's call it a turkey toast. Turkey toast. Okay, we're on to it. We need to copyright this. All right. Or so mo- moist, mm-hmm. you're saying guilty. Moist is guilty. Guilty. Not guilty. I like Billy. I do like your perspective on that. That was mm-hmm. that was very insightful. Yeah, yeah, Jack says this because she's thinking about cookies, and she's like, "All right, I'll get. I'll throw. You know, a yeah. moist <laughs> cookie sounds all right. I love a pastry. Okay, sure. Go ahead, Lux. Okay, so this is on the heels of our Portland trip. I am defending something that was mind blowing to me. We were at a winery and we wanted like a charcuterie. And you know what they had? A refrigerated vending machine Mm. with fine cheeses and meats and crackers. And I was like, holy shit. You could literally do this in anywhere. You could do this in picnics and parks like Malibu Cafe could do it. Malibu Wines could do it. You could put a vending machine for anything anywhere and yeah. also we were in vegas billy there was a vending machine with huge delicious pieces of cake that like mm-hmm. a local bakery would stock and it was like a decadent it was like instagram worthy cake it was gorgeous yeah. like it was many colors and layered and it was like i want more vending machines i want to deal with fewer people mm-hmm. I love um, you, know what? you know what i alexis this is one of the very few times that i 100 percent agree with you I love vending machines. I love the fact that there used to be, I think I talked about this on the show before, there was a place called the Automat in New York for my for the baby boomers who used to go and it was an entire restaurant of vending machines. I love and that. And you idea. just go and like buy a sandwich. It's like a food it, court. Like we should have my mother on. Yeah. My mother's like, you buy, you buy a sandwich for 25 cents <laughs> and then you go and you go to like the apple, you get an apple pie. It was amazing. It was amazing. It's like, that's the stuff. And then like you, then you bring it all to like a table and then you eat it. Vending machines. I am all about that. Yes. But listen, I, I want to I wanna say I'm not it does not replace like fi- service. It does not replace mm-hmm. good service. But at the times like things close early, you know, it's like mm-hmm. when when there's not people around, when people aren't willing to provide like a cheese stand 
Yeah. Because it just logistically <laughs> doesn't make a ton of fucking sense. If that's not refrigerated. Like, where no. it makes sense, put a vending machine. Mm -hmm. Well, there are like the sprinkles cupcake vending machines, which I have used after mm -hmm. hours because I want a late night cupcake and it was phenomenal. Like we mm -hmm. need more things like that for just these little delights in life that would make yeah. such a big difference. Do you guys remember when we were staying at the Four Seasons? For I was going to say that. Yes. Yeah. Then go ahead. Tell them. No, we stayed at the Four Seasons and they, I can't remember what brand Mo of wine. It was uh, Moet. It was yeah. Moet. Champagne. They had Moet. Yeah champagne in a vending machine every little bottle was like thirty dollars but like who cares we have credit cards now you could have something in a vending machine for two thousand dollars like and it, came it doesn't have to be spout. little cheap things it came with a little spout that you put in the little bottle that you drink so you don't need a glass yeah, yeah. you know airports do it with like cosmetics and headphones cosmetics. like yeah I, just put yep. them everywhere put one outside my house for detergents and paper towels like put I them everywhere <laughs> I have absolutely bought cosmetics from the, the vending machine. <laughs> Cos what? No, like when I was like going on a shoot and I didn't have like, I forgot my under eye makeup or whatever like that. And yeah. I bought some from that. No, I love this. <laughs> vending machines for everything on every street corner. You never know yeah. when you, you're going to need something. Love it. Yes, Ugh, that was great. Love it. Not guilty. Yeah, we want to actually, you know what? I want to hear it from, from everybody in the Facebook group. What are your favorite vending machines in your town? Like, what, what, do you like have? what would you put in one if you could? And, and what would you put in one too? Because we'll yeah. work on that. God, I the first early that. vending machine. I want that. That's oh. on the list. Minneapolis That's on the list right for there. everybody. Yes. Mm. Okay. Well, this is a we great might have to do that. I want to see an illustration of what would be in the first degree vending machine. Oh my! <laughs> It'd be Aperol spritzes, owl beanie, yeah. owl figurines, owl mm -hmm. fedora hats, or his stupid no, no, hats, hats. newsboy hats. Crop tops, cut water cocktails, cut water oh. cocktails, and then the rest to be alcohol. Yeah, yeah okay. chicken, nuggets. Chicken, chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets. All right, and chicken nuggets. Um, okay, well, when we come back, it is time for some very spooky, gothy true crime rewind. It's almost summer, and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on the realreal.com. The real real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Welcome. The true crime rewind. No, you have to go. I'm Conchocula or whatever. I am Conchocula. And no. welcome. Or just the Count, like from Sesame Street. No, I'd rather be Count Chocula. Uh, to true crime rewind, the goth edition, the vampire edition. We're going to talk about um, a bunch of different people who thought they were vampires. Uh, thought they were vampires even before people were talking about vampires. So the first one yes. we're going to talk about is Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Now Vlad the Impaler, he was from a from basically Romania. Uh, there was a place called Wallachia, 
uh, or Wallachia. Um, but uh, apparently he had, this is where he was from. They, uh, there were stories about his brutal acts were circulating throughout his lifetime. There were a lot of poems about his deeds of what he would do. Uh, one of the ones is that they, he had two monks that he impaled to assist them to go to heaven. And whenever you're seeing pictures or, or representations of Vlad the Impaler, it's it will show a a row, you know, sort of a road leading up to a castle, and along the road there are spikes, and then on the spikes are people's bodies that are like sort of like oh. hung over. You know, they're, they're yeah. stabbed in the stomach, but their their heads and their feet. You are, see that are, in a lot of messed up movies. Like I feel like you saw that in Gladiator. Like yeah. you see like mm-hmm. bodies on stakes leading up to castles all the time to like scare the bejesus out of people. Also, yes. before we continue, I just Googled Vlad the Impaler. We must talk about his moustache. I need to see it. Let me Google he myself. He has quite the gravity-defying mustache that kind of just goes completely horizontal on his Dude, face. This is that... the most hipster shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, this he is looks, what the guy who told me. He looks me, like a guy that works at a coffee shop. You can't get a fucking shop. Coors Light here, looks like. This is, like, this is exactly what he looked like. He definitely looks like he lives in Silver Lake, oh, for wait, sure. I'm looking at one. Scroll down a little bit. I'm looking at one where he looks kind of real and kind of hot. Kind of real. If you go down to the right, I just did Vlad the Impaler images. Mm -hmm. Kind of real and kind of hot. Now we're going to get into the who's hotter, him or Rasputin. Are you looking at the guy that's in the costume, the Vlad the Impaler costume that is a real person? (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, go, Billy. So there are a lot of stories about him uh, in a lot of different languages. Now, there's a, in, there's a German story now, the invention of movable type, they they popu- that added to the popularity of stories right? to Vlad and making them one, one of his ja- best Sorry, Billy, I texted Jack the picture. He's like gorgeous. He's like if Jared Leto <laughs> had longer, thicker, more lustrous hair, wore mm-hmm. a jeweled headpiece. Dude, and had I would let this mustache. guy treat me like shit. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'd Vlad. be like, I will be your, I will be your chambermaid. Like okay, I will give right. my gonna, career up for the, yeah. anything right. you I'm say. I'm going to talk to you about, okay. All right. So, so there is, you know, they would publish to enhance sales. These, um, these books would have what they called woodcuts, which are a, uh, what the original kind of illustrations were people would actually cut into wood and then they would uh press that into you know pages and in ink and if you take a look at the first woodcut you know it's him eating at a dinner table with a bunch of these people on the spikes and everything like that oh now this is from one of the uh uh, uh stories about him vlad had a copper cauldron built and put a lid made of wood with holes it on the top he put the people in the cauldron and put their heads in the holes and fastened them there. Then he filled it with water and set a fire under it and let the people cry their eyes out until they were oh boiled to death. Flat. And then he invented frightening, terrible, unheard of tortures. So it's just, and then he invented the frightening tortures. Honestly, he seems he contrived. The, he ordered seems the like women he's, trying, sorry. he's trying too hard. I missed the beginning of this. Is this real or is this a myth? Oh, oh, people are saying that this is real. You know, listen, it merges together. You know what I mean? But it's just like 500 years ago. What was but real? Vlad what, what existed. Was, Vlad, oh, Vlad definitely existed, existed in yes. real life. Okay. Yes. And he, he liked to watch people cry and boil. Yeah. He ordered that women be impaled together with their suckling babies on the same stake. The babies fought for their lives at their mother's breasts until they died. Then he had the women's breasts cut off and put the babies inside. I think we're good with this. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Billy, you're taking it a little too far. Honestly, like, 
You know this what? This is a true crime light adjacent podcast. Is it? Is it though? We're getting okay. way too descriptive with baby murder. Come on, man. <laughs> In Romania, though, he's considered a hero. He's considered just somebody that punished criminals. And one of the main poets in Romania, a guy named Mihai Emescanau, wrote and uh, about him. They wanted him to come back to life, which I think played into the whole thing of him being a vampire. He said, you must come, O dread impaler, confound them to your care, split them in two partitions, hear the fools, the rascals there, shove them into two enclosures from the broad daylight and seeing them... Then set fire to the prison and the lunatic asylum. Sounds like vintage propaganda to me. <laughs> like that sounds like he had a PR team working overtime. Uh, He's yeah. in, you can't impale babies and have people say that about you. So he obviously like buried yeah, that. Well, he had a crisis PR team and he just. I mean, it's back in the day. We talked about this like on last week's episode when people were painting the portraits of like Renaissance people. It's just like make something up, you know, yeah. like what oh, yeah. is real? What is fact? Who knows? Honestly. And who knows what people look like? Because, you know, the queen saw their portrait and was like, fix my nose or That's whatever what I'm the saying. fuck. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Vlad, like, did you have this amazing mustache or is this just like yeah. something you Make told somebody to draw? Better. Or did yes. you really impale babies or was it something you you said to instill fear in people yeah. who might invade and take your power? So who knows the truth? The truth is lost as it All always right. is. Vlad's a All catfish. Right. All right. So we're going, we're going, <laughs> that's a, that's a, that should be merch. <laughs> Vlad Impaler is a catfish. <laughs> All right. So everybody between, was. He's got a delusional go disorder. Elizabeth Bathory, between this is early 1600s, 1602 to 1604, all these rumors spread about her being so awful. Now, she is said to be starting to kill like the younger women of a, a, a lower class in her uh, in her neighborhood, basically. You know, the girls were b- burned with hot tongs. They were placed in frozen water. Um, but the biggest story about her was that she wanted sort of to remain young forever. So the story was is that she would kill young women and then bathe in their blood. Oh my gosh. Mm, yes. Sounds sort of metallic. It sounds sort of You know how blood like tastes or I don't know. Smells? Jack just got an idea, I think. Jack No, <laughs> I'm just thinking about how unsanitary that is for like disease spreading. You know, what if she had a little cut? There and were then no the diseases blood got- back then. <laughs> there weren't. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh yeah, the rats were totally. Uh, yeah, yeah there was no disease. Right. Was it the black plague? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Bubonic plague. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. But yes, Sounds that fucking was, gross. That was... And also, people bathing in milk. I'm like, really? Milk sounds. I mean, milk sounds. At least it's like hydrating. Yeah, that was not. That was not milk. That was. Is it? It's literally from the teat of a cow. I don't like, know. You know, it's like I'll have milk and cheese, but like bathing in it, I'm kind of like seems invasive. To the cow. Yeah. I mean, it is it is a bodily fluid of a cow. It's so. moist. It's too. moist. <laughs> All right. but And there are a lot of other people that have claimed to be vampires. We don't uh, have time for that. We might have to do another episode. We, we will it. do another episode about that because there are a lot of other people that have uh, have, have used vampirism as an excuse to to do their deal. But we will get yeah. to them in another episode. We will get, but, we should do another episode about it because it's pretty fucking fascinating. Like, no, look I at us. We're riffing in a way we've never riffed before. Never we riffing before. Way. This is, this is really spoke to us, but we now, riffed you know, too what, close to the sun, you know, what's going to happen though. You what? people are going to speak to us <laughs> about how bad you are coming up next. Okay, friends, so no matter what you said or did or confessed to today, every day, 
when you called and left your your message of confession, it's never going to be as bad as Vlad the Impaler um, <laughs> no. with the mother and child impalings. So um, I think we're good. I think no matter what, off off the bat, you're in, in great shape. <laughs> so we're just going to dive right into this. And first, okay, this first one we're doing. So in a recent episode, I think it was maybe even last week or the week before, we talked about the thirsty who was babysitting and broke somebody's entire set of precious china and buried it in the backyard. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember this. She called back. She oh my called God, amazing. Back. We have an with, update. She called back with another story, you know? So oh. you just got to know this is the same person. And I think I asked her to call back. I'm like, I, but I asked for more information and I still didn't get it. I, I wanted to know the shoveling. I wanted to know, is it, I wanted to know the details, but whatever, let's listen to her, her other story. Cause we know she's got good shit and that she can tell a story. So, mm-hmm. all right, let's go. Hi guys. Um, I love you guys so much. I just, I was so excited. I was listening and, and I heard my story on, I was the person who, um, broke, uh, I was babysitting. I broke somebody's, um, China, their fine China. Anyway, when I was 13. So um, here's another story. Uh, I have so many, but um, this is another, you know, it's hard to find ones that aren't like too bad. Um, that There's actually some humor on. But uh, I was um, in a club when I was in my 20s in New York City. Um, I My boyfriend was a promoter. So we were in this club. I think it was Cheetah Club. We were in the VIP area and I passed out at the table, which like I was... Uh, basically known for um you know everybody else just like hung out at night and i don't know what they did for a a living um but i had to go to work at you know a normal time and wake up early so i'd go out to these clubs at night and i would just have a few drinks and i would just pass out anyway i woke up everybody was gone from the table they were dancing whatever and i look and i see like there's this little gold looks like a little gold perfume bottle or something and i'm like oh my god this I wonder what this is. I'm going to check it out because, you know, it's, it happens to have fallen out of somebody's jacket, whatever. And I could, I'm going to see if I like it. I'm going to uh, spray it into the air. So thank God I didn't spray it towards me. I sprayed it away from me to, you know, do the little sniff, see if I like it. So it turns out it's tear gas. Um, or I, I guess it's tear gas. I mean, I don't think pepper spray would do this. The entire club was evacuated. It was this thing went off. You could not, you know, there was, people couldn't breathe. It was a disaster. They thought they'd been attacked. They started evacuating the whole place out. And the um, the club guys said, and my boyfriend was promoter, um, the club guys were like, yeah, I think one of the other clubs did this to try to ruin our business. And um, we were like, me and my boyfriend, because I'd already told him, we're like, yeah, God, that's so messed up. And we laughed and he said that <laughs> we better take it to our grave. So anyway, um, but, uh, you know, that was that was decades back. So anyway, thanks again. I love you guys and I will keep listening. And um you know, it's too bad they didn't have those espresso martinis back then because um, maybe I could have stayed awake. All right. Bye. Another, another great story. It, but another, it it prompts so many questions. Like, where did this fucking thing come from? You were set up. 
That is definitely a setup if it was in like this gorgeous gold perfume bottle. Like that Uh is fucked up. (laughs) Or were you in the haze of a dream? Like you are a woman (laughs) of my own heart. Like I've, in my group chats with my friends, there's definitely photos of me asleep at parties from drinking. I actually just saw a photo asleep of of you asleep at a party. Was I in a wig? You were in, it was definitely a Halloween costume, like when you were trying to be a ghost doll or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a One scary doll. View, a scary many doll. years you've done that same just, costume. Just twice, just twice. But yeah, no, one year I fell asleep. <laughs> I fall asleep during parties and then I wake up and then I like dance and have fun and then I like take a nap and, yeah, you know, we don't do drugs. So it's just like, if you get tired, you, you sleep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, but you're a woman of my heart in that way. I've done it at clubs. Um Way back in the day, guys. I'm talking like 18, 19. Like, now I'm an adult woman. Totally, I wouldn't yeah. do that. But, um, yeah, I love all of this. And um, I also think you were set up, though. Like, who puts tear gas in front of a sleeping woman? You, you like, wake up in the haze of, ooh, this beautiful perfume. Like, who knows what you were thinking, frankly? I mean, and of course, like, if there's a perfume bottle, you want to spray it. Like, that's just, like, a reaction that every human has. You got to see what it smells like. We're curious mm-hmm. beings. It's why during the holidays they put those people – in department stores and like proposition you with perfume, like want to try Macy's new blah, blah, blah. Want to try the like, holidays. that was wanna every try, time. Want to like, try like cowboy mist for your, like, for yeah, your, I do. I, do, mm, I know it's going to smell like shit mist. and I still want to try it. I can't say no. I, I can't, can't say, say no, no to a spray bottle. No, no. Uh, I love that story. Okay. You are not guilty and you told your boyfriend, so <laughs> you are guilty. Re- you've relinquished of your sins. Yes. <laughs> um, on to the next, my friends. On to the next. Hello, gals and goth. I wanted to call in and tell you about the worst thing I've ever done. I hope I'm calling the right line. Um, So in high school, I was picked on a lot. I pretty much was a walking advertisement for early 2000s Hot Topic with the fishnets and black lipstick and all that stuff. So you could probably see why I was bullied a little bit. Um, There was a girl who bullied me all the time, and one day she told me to unalive myself And that was my breaking point. So later in the day, we were in gym class, and we were running around the track, and I asked the teacher if I could go to the bathroom. So when I got in there, I got in her locker, and I took her book bag and her purse and her gym bag, and I threw them in a shower and turned the water on. Um, So when gym class was over, I got to watch her and her friends frantically look for all her stuff, and she was very upset, and it was just mayhem, and honestly, I enjoyed it. Um, Later that day, she was walking around asking people if they knew who did that to her stuff, and she came to my table, and of course, we denied it. She told us that everything was ruined, her digital camera, her phone, her books, her homework, everything. Um, I was never suspected. No one ever found out it was me, and I still feel absolutely no guilt to this day for it because bullies get what they deserve. Uh, Thank you, guys, and you guys have a good one. Thanks. Bye. I like that. I like that when your bully wanted to say something horrific to you instead of saying, well, well, maybe this is just a word you used. You said unalive yourself. Um, that's that's how you're you're paraphrasing i guess yes that is the meanest thing you could ever say to anybody um and and it's a really risky thing to say to anyone especially somebody in high school people are fragile and you don't know what people's home life situations are so I don't feel um, bad for her (laughs) like no i don't i don't condone 
I, I condone acts of rebellion. Um, and you defended yourself and someone said something horrific to you. And it seems sort of like, listen, let's also point out her, her, dispo- her uh, digital camera was separate from her phone. Like what a novel idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Imagine um, that. Yeah. But you know, it's like, she was mean and she deserves some karma. And like, it was high school. I would not, guys don't retaliate against your adult bullies. You know, there's ways through that, but like, as far as this being the worst thing you ever did, I think she's worse than you. Well, yeah. And it's like, you know, we don't condone like a vigilante justice sort of a situation. However, it's like the bully also can't think that she's going to go and do whatever the fuck that she wants with no consequences. Like she's going to get what's coming to her at some point, whether it was you or somebody else. So mm-hmm. you were just doing what anybody else was doing. It was a victimless, victimless crime. You didn't hurt anybody. So honestly, like kind of love it. Yeah, I'm 100% here for it here for it all right Mm -hmm. well i think that that's all we have time for today Mm -hmm. all we have left is the costanza of the night right and i'm really i'm gonna channel that i can do this and not botch it Mm. okay it's just hard when the cadence of each poem is different you know but uh Mm. we're gonna start and uh this one is called george's uh thought process in a day okay chaos is what george's life does require Each morning he wonders, what today will transpire? Will I be a cheat or will I be a liar? By stealing, what things can I freely acquire? (laughs) Should I destroy things you love? Should I start a fire? If I get caught, will I feign that I'm a crier? Oh. A lie to police make my life seem quite dire. I'll pretend to be rich with some fancy attire. (laughs) I'll scam the wealthy like the Yankees umpire. And if caught, I'll escape. It'll be down to the wire. Like a goblin, I'll hide in a remote <laughs> quagmire. Oh my God, wow. I'll disappear like a myth, be a Costanza vampire. Wow. wow. Did you look up like rhymezone.com to find quagmire? What the, f- oh. <laughs> first of all, no one knows what quagmire means. It's a marshy bog. Did you know I that? Know no. I thought it was like a conundrum. Yeah, of course. I mean, Billy, it is. It's both. It, it's, you, you know it's used now for that, that I said it, but it's no, a marshy it's, bog. It's used for both. No, it's used for both. Yeah. Not according to the dictionary. How did it, they find, how do they assign those two meanings to that word? Well, it's because it's like a quagmire is like if you get like, oh, this is this is a rough thing to figure out if you're in a marshy, bo- you know, bog. I think and you're the like poem sinking. marks the end of this episode. So <laughs> yeah. we will do this off air. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>